Hi everyone, welcome to Rise and Shine, a show where we talk about life from the perspectives of Asian Americans living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Grace. I'm Ava. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. And today we are going to be talking about the long-awaited 2020 live-action Mulan. Um, First off, has everyone seen the movie? I have. I have. I haven't. Okay, Sophie, why haven't you seen it yet? (laughs) Well, okay, so I decided that I was going to boycott it, which sounds kind of stupid because I'm not making that much of a difference, but I'll just explain a little bit why. So basically, in August 2019, the lead actress, uh, Leo Yifei, posted on Weibo, which I think is a Chinese social media site, that um, she supported Hong Kong police. And what she specifically said was, I support the Hong Kong police. You can all um, attack me now. So she also added the hashtag, um, I also support the Hong Kong police with a a heart emoji. And on that app, she has over um, 65 million followers. So that's just something to note. And then is it okay if I talk about like the what those are? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So basically, some basic information is like, in March of 2019, uh, these Hong Kong protests were first introduced, and they were formed to oppose a bill that would allow um, extradition from Hong Kong to China. And since then, the bill has been shelved, but the protests um, continue to grow. So they called for greater democracy and investigation into police brutality claims. And um, as the protests got bigger and bigger, um, they, or the government decided to send out, like, police to, like, what's the word? Um, quiet down the protests? I don't know if that's the right word, but that sort of thing. And the clashing between police and protesters, uh, increasingly got more violent. And so it got to the point where like the police were firing bullets like live bullets at the protesters and protesters were um attacking the police with like you know fists and stuff so overall basically what leo was saying when she said that she supported the hong kong police is that well this is implied but that she supports the police like using brutal force on protesters which includes like live bullets tear gas batons pepper spray, rubber bullets, sponge grenades, and, like, beanbag grounds. So that's kind of the backstory. So that, a lot of people were upset about that because, like, the Hong Kong protests kind of are, like, a matter of human rights. So I think that is what most people are protesting for. Yeah, Sophie, um, thank you so much for sharing that. I know you did a lot of research beforehand to talk about sort of why the controversy of this Mulan movie was so big. Um, I feel like a lot of people were like starting um, to talk about boycotting and stuff like that, even before like we knew anything about the film. Um, And I think that says like, how big of a film this is and um, to be honest what did we all think of it I mean I I personally don't really want to get into it first I have so much to say Ava uh what was your honest opinion of this movie well honestly I watched it 
quite a while ago and it was pretty unmemorable. I know there was a lot of things that were just off-putting about the film itself. It just was not the same as the original and it could not like reach that level. That's what I heard too. I heard that they eliminated a couple characters and um, they also changed the plot. Would any of you guys want to explain it a bit more? Um, I can. So what I got from it, I watched this maybe like a week or two ago. And so now, you know, our favorites, Mushu, he is gone. So sad. But I think... Rip Mushu. Rip Mushu 2020. Rip Mushu 2020, yeah. So a big part of the plot was this Enchantress character. And she was, uh, I think part of the idea was that they were trying to make her be like Mulan. Because at the end, she's like, we can join forces because we're both strong women that are looked down on. And so also, just going off of more of the character stuff, Cricket, who is a normal Cricket in the animated, is a man, like a person. (laughs) And also with the characters, like how there's Yao and Ling and everyone, they are less highlighted. They're not as big of a part of it when normally they'd be part of the banter and everything, the banter was still there, but it wasn't as big of a part. It was more focused on Mulan's internal struggle and just her fight as a woman in the army. Okay, I didn't know that they made Cricket into a person. I knew that they uh, eliminated Mushu, and I heard they changed uh, General Li Shang's character Oh, yeah. Which so also upset people. And they, so they made the love interest. He's just, he's not the commander. He's just another guy. Well, not just another guy. He's also, like, fighting with Mulan. Not fighting with her, but they're in the same, like, bunk, I suppose. And the reason they made this love interest, um, someone who's at her same rank, was because of the Me Too movement. And they thought it was too oh. controversial to have oh, wow. above her being her love interest. Um, okay. Um, well, that's that. Um, I mean, I feel like they changed a lot. And I think the reason why they changed a lot is because they want to like broaden sort of the theme of Mulan. Um, to like this, um, I know Sophie said this and Lauren, you said this. It's like a very like empowering um, film for women and I can see why they would want to highlight that I mean the director was a female and I'm pretty sure she's like the first female director to direct a live-action Disney film which is really cool but um, you know some people they do prefer the animated version of Mulan um, what did we not like about the new changes and what did we like about the new changes Ava we'll start with you I think I I definitely dislike how Mulan started out as a strong character because in the original, she didn't start out as strong. She developed her character and became strong through sheer hard work. Whereas they also introduced this whole chi concept. I'm sure you guys probably picked up on that. That was a pretty big plot point. I definitely didn't really like that because it's- All right, so- Ava, will you fill in for Sophie and any listeners who are not familiar? Well, I'm just pretty sure, like, so the concept of Chi was, like, 
they kind of made it seem like it was something that was out of the normal but like she in like most culture tradition is something that's like it's just present within all beings they made it seem like that she was just oh abnormal because she had this ungodly amount of chi but it just wasn't that's not really how it actually is if you guys have anything else to like elaborate on that i'm not really quite sure yeah like they made her seem like she was born with this superpower that made her like stronger than everyone else even like the other male soldiers um whereas in the animated film everybody was like on the same level like they were all just regular people sent out to join the army to fight in this war and nobody had any like special powers or anything um and they all like slowly developed their skills that they used on the battlefield whereas in this new mulan mulan has already been like i guess gifted with these powers that made her special so i can see what you um mean by how you uh, miss like the character development um lauren what do you think I mean, as much as the chi was a cool concept, like, I think that took away from the empowerment, you know, because growing up, you see this character Mulan, she's someone who looks like you, or like a little bit for me, at least, you know, because I'm mixed, but someone who looks like you, who's a girl who can fight and be stronger than all the men. And that's such a strong sentiment. And I feel like the magic element of it kind of took away from that. And it made her seem more of a like, superhuman rather than just another girl you know yeah I really like that point and I kind of want to jump back into what you said about how it was really nice to see somebody on screen who looked like you and I know you're mixed but I definitely see um like your connection with Mulan I definitely like growing up um, I was in love with Mulan. I dressed up as Mulan for Halloween, and I felt very proud and happy to see someone on screen who looked like me. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure how I felt about representation in this new film. Um, but before we talk about the representation in the cast and the crew, I want to talk about why Mulan is such a big deal to us and why we're literally turning it into a whole episode. Um, Sophie, personally, to you, what did Mulan mean to you? Well, personally, I remember the first time I saw it, I was really blown away by like seeing a woman being so powerful because, or at least, uh, like... All, prior to that, I had seen movies where the princess was, like, rescued by the prince, which I think was, that's, like, a really common theme in older Disney movies. So I thought it was really cool that Mulan got to, like, she got to be such a great leader and fighter. And at the end, like, she saved everyone. I thought that was really cool. And not just that, she was like representing, um, you know, somebody that we look like. I'm not Chinese, but I am Asian. And seeing another Asian person being such a powerful character really meant a lot to me. So growing up, I was really inspired by her. And like, I just thought it was really cool that she like climbed her way up the ladder and she gained respect, even though she was like 
she had to disguise herself as a man, but then people started to accept her even though she was a woman. So that really, that meant a lot to me, especially because, like, I think growing up, young women are, like, told a lot that they can't do what men do. So I think that it was, like, proving them wrong. That's what it means to me. Wow, um, that's incredible. Lauren, what about you? I think just going off of Sophie's point, seeing that there was just this young girl who could do like outstand all the men you know and I think especially since just going along with all the Disney princesses normally it's like Sleeping Beauty oh she's helpless she's pricked her finger and now she needs a man all of this now Mulan is the man both figuratively and literally she was able to take this patriarchal role and just turn it on its head you know and like I remember when I was little like people would be playing princesses and everything and like, you know, how it would be like, oh, I need my prince to come save me. But then Mulan introduced this new concept of, oh, I can save myself. Like, there was a love interest along the way, but it was Mulan who really saved herself and fought for herself. And, like, you know, just, like, even thinking about it, like, getting older, you know, like, it's really inspiring because, you know, Mulan was actually based off of, like, a true story, like a legend. And... Like, thinking, like, oh, there was once a young girl who did this. You know, it makes me think, like, maybe I can do this, you know? That's so cool. You made so many good points. Um, And lastly, Ava, as a Chinese-American, what was it like to see a very big film that was based on a Chinese girl? It was definitely really powerful, because I don't think there's much, like, Chinese or overall just Asian representation and it was really nice to see that she's also female so she's like filling two roles that are pretty important to me just two major parts of my identity being a female and Chinese so it was very empowering because it was also like looking back on what we said earlier what she basically was at the same basic level of what a man can do but she surpassed them and she really brought forth like something new it was really empowering to feel and see. So that's why. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think in the movie, there was a lot of representation in the cast. Well, obviously, um, they wanted Mulan specifically to be a Chinese actress who could um, fight, who knew Kung Fu. And I think they did a pretty good job with the casting. Um, I really did enjoy, like, the little snippets of the other characters, like Cricket and Yao and all those other characters. Um, But in the cast, or not the cast, but the crew, I'm not sure if there was representation. What do you guys know about that? So, Um, oh, you go. Okay. So, I haven't, like, formally looked at the cast, like, Googled it, but when I was looking at the credits with my family... Like, we usually never watch the credits, but I was like, I want to stick around and see if there is actually some, like, at least, like, Asian surnames in there, you know? But there, we were watching and watching, and so much of it was Caucasian last names. And I mean, like, you know, they could be mixed, like I am, or whatever, but I think when you're looking at it, and there are so, so few people of color it seems in there 
and especially when it's supposed to be more historically accurate, it's really, like, that's also, I think, a good, another reason why people were boycotting it is because there was so much rep representation on screen, but off screen, practically no one. I agree. Yeah. Oh, should I? <laughs> yeah, you go ahead, Sophie. All right. So I saw that uh, Nikki Caro, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Uh, she was like the main director. And it's pretty groundbreaking, number one. Or it's like, actually, okay, hold on. Let me rephrase that. It's cool that she's a woman because I know not many female directors get such a big role or a big movie to direct. But at the same time, she's also white, like not of Asian descent. And since this movie was, like, I personally was looking forward to it because, like, it's a movie all about Asian history and it's focused on, you know, Chinese character. So it was, it was definitely disappointing to see that the main director wasn't someone Asian because they really made a big deal that, like, about representation, kind of like what Lauren said. But they could have done better with the behind the scenes crew because I also noticed like Lauren did that um, a lot of the crew was white and like no Asian last names and they could be mixed like Lauren said but they, I think they could have done it better for sure yeah um, I especially noticed that the costume director was not Chinese and I think that's sort of problematic in some ways uh, mostly because I feel like it was sort of inaccurate. I agree like I mean I didn't take a look at the cast director or not cast director um, clothing director but like that just I don't know it doesn't feel right because I feel like it would mean a lot more if someone of Chinese descent were to do it. What do you, th what do you think, Ava? Because I'm not really, like, I'm not Chinese, so I don't know if I should speak on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure myself, but I think it would, I don't know how many, like, historical inaccuracies there were, but I'm pretty sure there were some having someone who wasn't directly of, like, Chinese descent working on the clothing. And um, another thing I want to talk about is our favorite scenes. I know we're kind of like all eh, iffy about the movie, but you have to admit there were some pretty cool scenes um, in the movie. Lauren, do you have like a personal favorite scene that was actually memorable? I mean, I feel like the execution of like the fight scenes and all that, it almost had like a Star Wars vibe to it. You know how they were able to just immerse you into the fight, into them going into war, which I think was definitely a high point for this film. So I'd say just any of the fight scenes, like the one where they're first like infiltrating like the kingdom and they're running up walls, that had a very like fantasy vibe to it that I think was interesting. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, I remember seeing that scene in the trailer and I was like, wow, this is going to be a great movie. And then I saw the movie and I was like, um, yeah, I guess it, it's a movie. Um, as you can tell, I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of the movie, but I do have to admit the fight scenes were really, really cool. Um, there was this one scene where 
Mulan is chasing the bad guys and she has like a couple soldiers with her and they're all on horses and the bad guys are like um, shooting arrows at them and Mulan like dodges them while she's running or while she's on the horse that's running really really fast. Um, I thought that scene was pretty cool. Ava, do you remember any scenes that you liked? I think the fight scenes were very cinematically done. I really liked the visuals of them. They were very um, powerful, I think. That's a high point of the movie, for my view. Um, yeah, I, I feel like... Oh, oh yeah, go ahead, Shafi. Um, I know I didn't watch the movie, but I did see the trailer, and it kind of it gave me chills because... Like, like you guys said, the cinematography was amazing, and it was really cool seeing real swordsmanship, because I think, if I have this correctly, I think the main actress, she had to go through, a, like, some training, just so she could do, like, the swordsmanship part, I don't know if that's what it's called, <laughs> and, like, the fight scenes, so I thought that was really cool, and it's, like, those scenes that give you chills, and... I can definitely see the appeal of like the cinematography and everything. Can I talk a little about a little bit about the trailer? Yes, go ahead. Okay, so I think the first time I saw the trailer was with everyone in this podcast, Sophie, Ava, and Grace. We were going to see Jumanji back when things were open. And I remember Mulan came on and like I got the chills, you know? I think that sounds like so like dramatic. But, like, you know. Oh, and my God. I remember that. Yeah, I remember me and Grace looked at each other, and we were like, we have to see this together. And yeah, actually, um, sorry to cut you off there, no, but I'm just so – I'm kind of sad <laughs> and excited at the same time because um, I'm not sure if you guys remembered, but Mulan was supposed to come out on March 27th. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And my birthday is on March 30th. So I was going to take all of you guys – to go see the movie. Dude. Then, yeah, COVID. COVID, man. Yeah, I think that would have made the movie, like, a lot more special if we did that. But everything yeah. got closed down, sadly. But yeah. just continuing with my trailer spiel, I think the way they orchestrated the trailer was really cool because they had the, like, the symphonic version of Reflection going on in the background. And th- that was, like, so, like powerful like such a statement piece and then they had this scene of them running up walls so they just took like the, all the high points and they stuffed it in there which i think was a really good way to execute the trailer the music was so beautiful the fight scenes the music um that's pretty much everything that was good about the movie um yeah i remember watching the trailer with you guys and i I also got chills, and I think it's mainly because of the music, but yeah, they did a lot of things very beautifully. Um, I think we're a lot more, we had very high standards for this movie because the original was just so good, and it meant so much to us. Overall, I still think it's a good movie. It just lacks some of the meaning that uh, we initially, um, you know, the the meaning that was very important to us yeah I think the meaning is a big part of it but I think also a part of what's taking away from the meaning is maybe that we've gotten older and we see that 
maybe this Mulan reality is, like, society has led us to believe that this Mulan reality is so unrealistic, you know? I agree, because, like, the fact that they added in some sort of magic, like, like Ava said, she is... I mean, I haven't done too much research about this, but from what Ava said, it's, like, something that's present in every being. But they kind of uh, made it seem, also, like Grace said, she was born gifted, and that's the only reason that she could do what she did. Because I know in the original Mulan movie, she was, like, just like us. She was just some regular girl, and then she accomplished these amazing things. And it was so groundbreaking, but the changes they made took away from that like a lot i think if they took out more of like the mystical aspect and let us know that like this this is real like women can do amazing things without magic and like they can start from nothing and build up that was definitely taken away This is kind of off topic, but I think that's also a similar theme in Moana. Because in Moana, she is just a girl. She's the daughter of the chief and whatever. But then she does have the help, the spirit of the ocean and whatever. And I think since this younger generation of kids is growing up with this new Mulan, this Moana, like, what will they think of themselves? You know, because we grew up with the original Mulan and we think, like... That led us to believe that we can do anything. But will that lead this next generation of girls and just little kids in general to believe that they need some magical superpower to do the impossible? Yeah, that's honestly one of the best points I've heard today. Um, Sort of going with Lauren's idea of very strong, independent female um, princesses need powers like that uh, reminded me of frozen i remember seeing that and going like i need powers too so i definitely think that um it could have an effect on this new generation um i was really disappointed with the fact that this very strong this other character the witch lady in mulan like, she was a very, very strong character, and they could have done so much more with her, but they just decided to make her an owl uh, an owl witch with some sort of, like, issues. Yeah, I think she definitely had a lot of potential. And, you know, just kind of going off into our own little imaginary world, you know, I think if they were to make a prequel about this enchantress lady and actually have representation behind screen and on screen, that that would be something I would definitely invest in. Also, going off of the witch thing, I feel like this whole concept of witches is very Western. I don't think there's much about, like, witches in just Chinese culture and stuff, so I don't really see how the witch is very relevant. Yeah, I definitely agree with Ava. Um, When you mentioned that there was a witch, that was, like, not what I expected at all. Because in the original Mulan, there was nothing like that, I don't think. Like, the most magical um, creatures were, like, Mushu and the Guardians. But, yeah, I think having, like, 
all the powerful women have some sort of supernatural ability, like, took away from the meaning. And like Grace said about Frozen, like, Anna was the one who had to be saved. And then Elsa saved her. And I think it's incredible that they made Elsa, like, such a strong character. But she also had powers, which was kind of, like, the only reason she was able to do all of those things. So it's kind of like a theme where most of the powerful women have something like special that they were born with that it like allows them to do those things. Yeah, I think just going off of the new generation and everything, like when I'm with my family friends and they have this little girl, it'll be like, oh, let's play Elsa. Like it has to like, she has to have the powers. And when I was little, it would be, oh, let's pretend to beat up the bad guys. Let's pretend to beat up the Huns, you know? And I think that just the magical element, as much as that is a fascinating idea, it does take away that level of empowerment. Yeah, um, we all have such similar sort of beliefs about this movie. Um, It definitely did disappoint us to some extent because obviously, like we've said many, many times, the Princess Mulan means so much to us. Um, So yeah, definitely there was some disappointment there. But I think it would be good to end off on a very happy note and talk a little bit more about um, what we liked, again, in Mulan and what we can do right now as Asian Americans um who are interested in like this field of radio and potentially like film and writing acting modeling etc um ava you're a musician can we start with you as an asian how are you changing things in the industries you're um interested in um i think i'm just trying to bring more representation to my field i feel like I don't know if this is like a stereotype, but I feel like a lot of Asians play musician or play musical instruments. But I think I'm just trying to just stand out probably and just be cultural representative of our field. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. Ava, you're super, super talented and I'm very excited for Um, your future I feel like you're going to be a very big success (laughs) Um, uh, what about Lauren and Sophie you guys I know you guys both play volleyball but you're both in radio so like in those two very very different um, fields how are you guys making a difference um I I think when I picture my future volleyball is not really a thing it's just for like right now you know But I remember when we started this podcast, me and Grace, we were both like, oh, we're ready to get famous. And I was talking to my dad about this. And I think a big part of me saying, oh, I'm ready to get famous is to bring mixed representation. Because when I first, I'm just going to name drop some people, you know, Um, when I first listened to Conan Gray, I was like, oh, cool, you know, like another Asian person. And then I found out he was half Japanese. And I was like, wow like another person who's like me you know and now as I'm like kind of getting into the k-pop world you see (laughs) you see it's like east asian countries are very homogenous cultures it's very much the same but you see 
Vernon from Seventeen, he's half Korean, half white. And that's just, I think, just seeing all these mixed people in music, I think, especially now, like, even just, like, a couple years before, you would never see mixed people. It would either be full people or Caucasian people. And when I say, oh, I'm ready to get famous, it's not because I want to get money, whatever. And it's because I want people to see me and be like, oh, she's like me. And I want them to have the same hope and the same out view on the out view, <laughs> the same look on the future that I do when I see these famous mixed people in the media. Okay, can we pause and give Lauren a round of applause for that? That was amazing. Everybody, unmute yourselves and clap with me. Yay! Yeah, that was incredible. You explained yeah. it really well. Thank like, you. Coming yeah, from yeah. another, like, I'll just add on to that. Like, growing up, I'm exactly 50%, like, half Filipino, half white. And inside of, like, the Filipino side of me, there's, since the Philippines was conquered a bunch of times, so there's a lot of different stuff in there, like Pacific Islander, you know, all types of East Asian. So I never really, uh, what's the word? I never felt like I belonged anywhere, which... Still, there's not many Filipino people represented, so I kind of just generalize myself as Asian. And so I think um, my hopes for radio would be for me to talk to more, like, half-and-half half people and maybe specifically Filipino because I feel like um, the Philippines isn't too represented. Just, it's just so small, and it's been conquered a bunch of times. And people don't really know about their history. Like, the only stuff I know is from, like, what my mom told me. Because I know not a lot of people know about the dictatorship that totally changed everything there. And, yeah, I think I agree with Lauren. Like, when I saw, for example, BTS being, like, getting so famous, it's incredible. Because they're spreading good messages and they're expanding far beyond, like, any... Asian group ever and I think that's really cool so I would hope that I can like kind of do the same except like Filipino, Asian, that sort of thing and I also didn't know that Vernon from Seventeen was Asian, and that's kind of like a really big deal to me because if he's half and half because I was thinking like if I wanted to become a star that would be kind of kind of what's the word or like just in like in K-pop in general, because I was thinking about it and I was like, I've never seen a Asian there. And now I have. So that's really interesting. And then as for volleyball, um, I don't know if many people have noticed this, but the like the majority of the people on my teams have been white just because white people tend to be taller than Asian people. And because of that, I've always played, you know, defense back row. But um I think it'd be cool to see um, more Asian people in volleyball, maybe, because volleyball is a sport where you kind of have to be tall. I'm not tall, which is why I do different stuff, but I think you get what I'm saying. Like, I'm not really doing much by playing volleyball. I just think it would be interesting to see more Asian people who can, like, jump high and swing hard rather than just be tall and be able to block, that sort of thing. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I feel like um, all four of us, we sort of have like different interests in different fields, but we all have that same inner belief of our race, our gender, our sexualities, whatever. It won't stop us from succeeding. And we're hoping to um, use Rice and Shine and this opportunity to talk more about it. Um, again, to end on a good note, Mulan 2020, it was a film. It was, I think it was pretty okay. Um, but it did do a lot of things that um, I was very pleased with. Like, for example, it um, showed, well, obviously a ton, a ton of Asian actors on screen. So we got some of that representation. And it was a huge, huge movie. Um, and another thing I wanted to point out was some of the characters in the film, they were men, but they were feminine, and there was a lot of, like, representation, and the message of, like, guys can be feminine, women can be masculine, there was a lot of that, too, so I think overall, it was a pretty, it was a pretty okay film, and I personally maybe would watch it again with you guys, um, any last things you guys want to say? Just on my little mixed spiel. If you are a mixed person and you feel like you have potential to be in the media, this is your sign. Go do it. We need more people who are mixed. We need more of each other in the media. So if you're listening to this, you think you can make it. You can. Go do it. Go sign up for that class. Go... Drop that song. Do it. <laughs> I agree. Because I definitely, obviously, representation is getting way better these days. But I just want to see more people like me because I think that'd be cool. Those were our thoughts on this 2020 Mulan. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time on Rice and Shine. I also wanted to add in real quick that we are now airing on Monday mornings instead of Sunday mornings. Sorry for the mix-up. Enjoy your week, folks.